Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Uh, we had our first Mansfield Sunday service. That was exciting, wasn't it? Uh, we've had, uh, you know, obviously some unfortunate events as well with uh, some terrorist uh, attacks with the, the Manchester bombing and uh, the Grenfell tor- uh, Tower fire. Uh, but most importantly, out of all of those different things, Raksu won the X Factor. Yeah, we've got any Raksu fans in it? Yeah! <laughs> Great. So, you know, as, as Josh said, uh, we're just going to, we're doing something different this morning. We're going to interview a few people uh, just around uh, some of the things that have happened in their life in 2017. Uh, our, our theme for this, this morning is an unchanging God in a changing world. I'm going to say that again because it's a bit of a mouthful. An unchanging God in a changing uh, world. There's a verse that I want to read for you. It's from Hebrews uh, chapter 13, verse 8. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So as Christians, you know, uh, believing in God, we know that God is always the same. He, He never changes. That's what's so amazing about Him. But we can all agree that, unfortunately, this, this world changes all the time. You know, there's technology, there's our circumstances that change, there's uh, things in our life that change, whether it's our job or uh, relationships or, or things that change. And, you know, if, if we're completely honest with ourselves, I think a lot of us don't really like change, do we? You know, we like to keep things the same, we like to stay comfy, and we just don't like change at all. Uh, so... Our aim today, I'm going to be asking four different people, we're going to be talking about how do you navigate change? You know, how do, do you navigate all these changing circumstances in a world where God is still the same? Uh, so we're going to welcome up our, our first uh, interviewee uh, th- this morning. Let's give a warm welcome to Jared as he comes to the stage. Great. So, um, just before we start, I've got a bit of a quick fire round for you to answer really quickly. So, Chinese or Indian? Indian all day. Okay. Summer or winter? Summer. Sweet or savoury? Sweet. Cool. Night in or night out? Night in now, Murray. Work or play? Um, Smart or casual? Close. Smart. Uh, beach holiday or adventure holiday? Beach. Uh, cinema or all in? Cinema. And last one, wake early or lie in? Uh, used to be lie in, but I seem to wake early now and get involved. <laughs> I don't know why that happens, but yeah. Cool. Uh, so, you know, Jared, for, for those people who, who don't know much about you this morning, just want to introduce a bit about who you are. Um, just, just to those people. Yeah, uh, Nathan's alluded to. My name is Jared. Jared Holmes. Um, I've got two older brothers, so I'm the youngest. Uh, I've got a mum and dad who uh, are part of my dad's an elder at the church uh, in Arena. Uh, they go to the Ilkeston campus. Um, I've just got married uh, five months ago. Seems a lot longer. Uh, five months ago, um, so I'm enjoying that. Um, just started a business um, with a friend I went to university with, so we've been going with that for 14 months. 
this afternoon uh, I play semi-professional football. Uh, that's probably coming to the end of my career now, I'm married. Um, and I help lead the youth here with Nathan, Joanna and my beautiful wife. Yep, right. Fantastic, uh, Jared. So, as you alluded, you, you got married this year, but just tell us a bit about how, how you and Sam got together and how long you've been together. Um, actually, I saw Sam in church, so I didn't really know her. Um, I saw this, this blonde bombshell walk by. Well, she's alright. Uh, <laughs> you know, I looked at, looked at her hands, see if she's married. Um, and no, I, not- I noticed the jokes aside, I noticed her and... Uh, to be honest, I'm 29, so I've, I've actually, um, in terms of age, I've, I've waited a long time, um, which, to be honest, I've been ridiculed a lot in football um, through that. Um, but I've, I've remained faithful to God. And uh, actually, when I first got saved, uh, the pastor of the church, who's uh, sadly not with us anymore, um, he actually slapped me around the face uh, when I got saved and said, don't get involved with girls. Um, Okay, right. <laughs> it's a great introduction to Christianity. Um, but I've waited. So I, I noticed Sam in church, but I actually knew she, um, she wasn't from a Christian background. So I actually uh, allowed her, in a sense, to develop her faith, get baptized. And then um, she built up the courage to ask me on a date. So <laughs> I said, yeah. So, yeah. Great. Um, so as you alluded to earlier, you, you got married earlier this year and... Um, marriage is a, a huge, huge change, you know, especially from living separately and then living together. Um, is there any kind of big changes you've, you've found in marriage, anything that you've been shocked by, or just, just talk, talk us through some of those changes that you've, you've experienced now that you're married? Obviously, yeah, we live together, um, you know, which is a big thing. Uh, I, think, I think fortunately for myself, I think living... Obviously, under my mum and dad's roof, um, I've seen a fantastic example of marriage in what I believe marriage to be. Um, I never entered marriage in a fairy tale way. I didn't think as soon as I get married, all my problems are going to go away and, you know, and, and, and we're going to float into the air in the sunset. Um, I'm quite a realistic person, but um, I do believe that God created marriage in such a way. I do believe that... Um, the way Christianity forms of marriage, I do believe that is still the way to do it. Um, you know, there's, there's people in the dressing room, in football and in the workplace that they don't understand it. Um, in a sense, they're saying, Phew, watch out, once you start living with someone, you're going to struggle. So you're going into marriage, and I've not obviously lived with Sam, and I'm, uh, every day I'm thinking, oh, is, it, is today going to be the day where, you know, suddenly we uh, potentially... You know, I have this big fallout. But I, I can honestly say I, I love being married. But I think even as a kid, um, I don't know why, um, but even as a kid, one of my ambitions in life was to be a good father and to be a good husband. Um, and I think if there's any area that the church and one area that the church can really excel in in, this, in the modern world is there's a lack of good fathers in the world. You're not going to look, for celebrities to be a role model to be a good father or a husband in my eyes but if the church can can basically act on one thing it could be to be a good father and 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 a good husband so that's what I'm going to try and do um I'm learning each day um I'm not perfect Sam's not perfect but you know we we love each other we fell in love and and we try and serve God 
at the centre of our marriage. That's great. And I think, you know, what has been evident, what I've seen as well is just how God's blessed you together, really, once you've, you've gotten together and see both of you flourishing in that. And I think it's just an amazing thing. And, you know, just, just talk to us a bit about, because obviously it's hard for me to say because I'm not married yet, so I can't talk as an expert. But, you know, one of the things that they say about marriage is that it's, there's a lot of compromise and, you know, um, working together and communication. Is there anything that you would say that you've had to change as a person, as a person through this? And can you talk about how you've been able to, to deal with this? Yeah, so obviously when, when you're single, you, you, in a sense you're only accountable to yourself um, and others around you if you build your life in such a manner. Um, but obviously becoming married, I, I've got to think of somebody else above myself. Um, so little things such as, you know, if I'd lose in a, a game of football, um, I wouldn't particularly handle it well. Uh, you know, maybe the Saturday night I'd, I'd choose to, to stay in and, you know, cry myself to sleep. Um, but, you know, thinking about things, having a bad day at work, um, a practice I've put in my life is, is just to leave that outside of, of the house. I don't need to bring all that negativity and uh, having a bad day onto Sam. I'm not saying that doesn't happen because naturally you want someone to go home to who you can maybe talk about the things you can't to, to others. Um, but putting into practice certain things, so not, you know, um, not living too much about my feelings. I think, I think we've both done that. We're in high-charge jobs we're in very people-focused jobs. Sam's a, a nurse in one of the hardest wards. Uh, and I'm dealing, um, you know, with, with staff and being accountable for 20 staff now. And, and also with very vulnerable uh, young students. So you, you can bring that into your marriage. But it's actually about um, dealing with that together wisely. Um, so obviously you can you can both thrive in the household. Yeah, that's good. And how do you kind of rely on God in, in, in those situations? Is there anything you've learned, you know, throughout this big change? You know, as our theme is unchanging God in a changing world, you know, how have you been able to navigate through all these different changes, you know, with, with a God that, that doesn't change? Um, well, to be honest, look, I said at the start, my, my parents were a fantastic foundation for me. But, what I will say on that is Sam's, Sam's upbringing is, is very different to my upbringing. Sam is the first Christian in her family. Um, so the way that I have been brought up is very different to Sam's. So it's not saying my way is the way to do it. And her way is not the way to do it. But what it is, it's potentially taking examples of what you've seen, but also keeping God in the center. Sam and myself, we pray through things. We read the Bible together. Um, we talk about things and one area in my life what, what I, I think's happened is I've actually become probably vulnerable um, to actually instead of being the alpha male and saying you know I need to be strong every day I can go home to Sam and you know say do you know what I, I feel I feel vulnerable in this area I, f- I feel I feel things are getting a bit too much for me but actually dealing with that together and I think that's really helped me instead of I think as men, um, I can only speak for myself, but you can potentially be blasé to issues. You can try and shut them off and hope they'll go away. But 
one area of my life that has, has helped is having uh, my wife obviously say, do you know, it's all right to be vulnerable. You can be vulnerable with me. You know, you can be vulnerable with me and let's, let's bring it to God's table. And that's something that's really helped me. Um, that brokenness is okay. Um, so I think that's what's happened. I think, I think dealing with pain, um, I've seen that a lot in my mum and dad's marriage. That's that, you know, that in marriage that there's going to be pain. Um, so I think we've both said that. We both said that at the start of a marriage. Do you know what? There's going to be good times. There's going to be times of pain. But as long as we stay together and stay knitted together and put God at the centre, then it's going to be a fruitful marriage. Great. It's fantastic. Let's, uh, let's give Jared a hand as he, as he sits down. You know, I think it's such a great point, you know, what Jared said about keeping God at the centre because when you base everything around God, you know, he just, he just looks after, he just guides your steps. Um, uh, so our, our second uh, person we're going to be interviewing this morning uh, is going to be Glenis. So let's welcome her to the stage as she comes. Can you get on? <laughs> you okay? So, uh, Glennis, for, for those um, people who, who don't know you very well, can you just introduce, tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, well, my name's Glennis, and um, could everybody smile, please? Yeah. Because <laughs> this is like sitting in a dentist chair. <laughs> and if you know me, you know, oh, I'm terrified of a dentist. Is this on? Yeah, it will come through. It's coming through. Hello. Anyway, yeah, my name's Glennis. Um, and I was born in Bull Farm, about 10 minutes away from here, wow. 1950, just over 21 years ago, that is. <laughs> right, for anybody who can't count. Um, and I was like the middle of three children. I had an older brother and I've got a younger sister. Um, and from being babies, our mum and dad took us to church and a minibus used to come and pick us up, you know, from Bull Farm because um, we were like the poor estate, do you know what I mean? So the minibus picked us up, took us to Sunday school every week and we went there, you know, for a long, long time until um, before I was 15, that's when I became a Christian... Um, at a youth meeting in Empire Street. Um, I remember at seven years old, I was going in hospital to have my tonsils out, you know, and um, my dad said, if you ask Jesus to come into your heart, then he'll look after you and you'll be all right. Well, I was scared, so I did. That's it, you see. (laughs) I didn't understand it, but, you know, that's how it is. But anyway, then at 15, you come to realise you need to make your own decision, don't you? So I made that decision then at just before I was 15. And around that time, we moved from Bull Farm to Ladybrook, the posh area, you see there. These new houses were just being built, so we moved up to Ladybrook, and we were there sort of ever since. And in doing that, we moved from Empire Street to Bosworth Street. If, you know, some people here know Bosworth Street Fellowship. Um, and that's where I went for, what, over 40 years, really. Um, 
And I guess as we're talking about changing, one of the big changes in life was when the fellowship at Bosworth Street closed down, you say. Um, And when you've been there all them years, it's like, it's really emotional, actually, because um, it became like leaving home. It felt like leaving home which was really difficult. But we were down to, um, I think, about nine or seven people. Phil Pye used to call us the Magnificent Seven, <laughs> you say, which we were. Uh, and we were sticking in there and going to keep going. But, you know, there comes a time when God says, this has got to change, you know. Um, so it did, and Christian and Phil came in and helped us, and then the decision was taken to close down and become Arena Mansfield. And, of course, as you know, we went to the football stadium at first, didn't we? And there were people that said, this not work, you know. And it did. Of course it did. Because this was God in this. And I had no doubt that it would work. You know, when it's from God, it's from God. And um, sometimes, you know, things change. All the time things are changing. And like you said earlier, you don't want it. Sometimes you don't want that. And in life, there's been bad things happen. And I've had to handle change and what I didn't want. And you've got to do it, you see. And then good things happen. Um, But always, God's been there. And it's always um, putting your trust in God and knowing that no matter what happens, it's always there. It'll always see you through that's fantastic and you know you've just been a a testament to that you've been a great servant of this church as well um from from what we've seen um for for those of you don't know we do have a uh a charity shop called open door a fantastic shop um you know glass you've been quite involved with it do you want to just tell us a bit about the store what what it's like well it's um it's been open now almost 18 years and it's in the ladybrook estate if you've not been You've not lived. You need to go. You need to go there because it's buzzing. It's buzzing. Uh, anyway, we, I was working in the school kitchen at the time and there was a counsellor that said to our uh, pastor, Robert Britton at the time, uh, have your church not thought of opening a charity shop? Uh, so, which we hadn't. But there was a butcher's shop standing empty uh, that had stood empty for above two years. And so, you know, we began to pray about it and seek God. And God gave us a vision for this. And you know, when it's God's vision, it works. And of course, like everything, you've always got people that say, this will never work. We'll give it six months and all that. But, you know, that's that, isn't it? But anyway, praise God. Um, It did work and it has worked. And, you know, um, they had interviews, Jill will remember this, they had interviews for a manager. I don't know nothing about me and a manager. Never worked in a shop, never used a till, nothing like that. So it was like, um, I won't be going for it. And then it was um, Robert Britton, our pastor then, said, why don't you come to this interview? And there were supposed to be four people coming, but two dropped out. Never would have worked with them two anyway, (laughs) but there you go. (laughs) So uh, there was two of us that went for this interview. So they were asking us all these different questions, and really none of us had a clue what we were doing. 
we didn't. And that's a good thing about it because this was God's work. This was God's vision for us. And we didn't know what we were doing. And sometimes you just have to step out in faith, don't you? And go for it. So anyway, um, I can remember Jill saying, what would you do about dressing the window? (laughs) Me. I said, nothing. I'll come and ask you to do it. (laughs) You know, and all these. So, of course, um, what happened were two of us got the job, joint managers, you see, Yvonne and uh, myself. And, of course, I think uh, they said... We'd got different qualities that we could bring to this job. But I think the bottom line was I couldn't add up and she couldn't spell. So they put us together. (laughs) And it worked perfect. It worked perfect. And sometimes I'd think, what is that she's wrote there, you know? And then she'd be ringing me up and saying, you've got all your little sticks. Because you know as you add things up and you put a stick down, don't you? Well, I do. (laughs) that many sticks on this paper but anyway um it worked and we worked as a team and you know it's just been an amazing 18 years and you know like um hear that saying um and i forgot what it is now so i'll come back to that (laughs) (laughs) oh it's god sent you know when they say it's god sent and this is said Every month, at least, somebody will say, you know, this place is God sent. And that's the truth of it. Mm. That is true, that is. Because it was. And and people would say, there's something different in here. And, you know, it's the peace of God, isn't it, that's in that place. And it's because you're in that place and and you love God and you bring that into there. And, um, you know, we've met loads of different people different characters and it's been amazing and can I say about a couple of people yeah uh anyway we used to have this guy come in um he'd been in an accident in the pit and he was in a a wheelchair and he was so absolutely bitter really 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 bitter and you couldn't talk to him because he was so you know um bitter against everything and everybody and Yvonne said to me, it's his birthday. Can you get a birthday card? Really? I, first, sorry, about it. At first I thought, you're joking, aren't you? So anyway, I had to go and get a card, not a soppy card, like one with a garden or something, and, you know, wished him a happy birthday from all us at the shop. And he came in, and I gave the card, and he opened it, and cried. I thought, oh, Lord. And it was like, I never thought anybody cared. And it's just that. It's just little things, you know. And and people will come and say, could you pray for our so-and-so, you know, whatever. And then they come and tell you about answer to prayer and things. And it's just, I don't know, because it's God's work, because God's in it, it works, doesn't it? You can try and do it on your own. And often we try and do things in our own strength, don't we? And it doesn't work out. But if this is a God thing, yeah. it's right, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I think, you know, the store's just a, an a amazing example of loving and serving our community, you know, mm. as, it, as it does on and our world. Just as you said, as many people come in and are touched by that, just yeah, because, yeah. just because you 
we're there, if you know what I mean, just because God in us has, yeah. has, has worked through that. Now, you know, um, a lot of you may know already, but, you know, Glenis was the, the manager of the store for, uh, for, for many years. And um, this, this last uh, uh, year, you've actually come to, to retirement. You know, could yeah. you uh, talk us a little bit through how you came to that decision and yeah. all the changes around that and all you, how you dealt with, with all of those different things? Because I'm old, you see. <laughs> Um, you know, it's not a decision that you take lightly after you've been there all these years because it's just been, it's just been absolutely amazing. And God has blessed us so much. You know, in the beginning, um, people said, what if you don't get enough stuff coming in, you know? And I used to pray for black bags to come in, you know, black bags full of the, all the clothes and everything. Now, in the end, now I'm praying, God, don't send any more black bags, <laughs> things like that. So um, it's just been wonderful. But anyway, um, over this past couple of years, um, it's more to do like with um, getting older and your health, you know, and you need to be wise, don't you? Um, and I've had two slip discs in the past and... You know, it's not an easy job. If you think that working in a charity shop, you just sit on a stool and serve, you don't. You know, you've everything to sort and lifting and carrying and and doing all the shopping and there's loads and loads of things to do. Um, So it really, it was about um, a health thing and that you're getting older. I mean, I'm nearly 28, so (laughs) there you go. What do you think? But anyway, it was like... Um, you know, you pray about it and there's a verse in in the Bible that said in Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you. And this has been all along, really. This has been from even opening the shop. Um, The verse that we had from opening the shop was, behold, I've set before you an open door um, that no one can close. And that's just it. And these people that say, well, give it six months, well, they don't know nothing about it because God was in this. And after we'd been open a year, and this is amazing, that daily reading that day was Revelation 3, 8. Behold, I've set before you an open door. And it says, I know your works, you know, and it's sort of saying that you were not strong and not able but you've kept my word and obeyed my word. And that's been the thing, you see, all along. And then when it came to making this re- decision to retire, um, I'd already thought about it and already was making that decision uh, when Sarah, the assistant manager, came and said, guess what? Uh, she was pregnant. What did you have to go and do that for? <laughs> you know, I, 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 uh, and she was having twins, you see. So then um, I stayed on like another nine months, really, from then. Um, and actually, this past year has been the hardest year, you know, health-wise sort of thing. But God knows all about it, doesn't yeah, he? he um, and so then when... Uh, Sarah's come back obviously now and so in November uh, the 10th I retired you see and after you think um, I don't know what people think about retirement what (laughs) retirement is but my sister said 
You know, retirement means that you sit and relax and you've got all the time in the world. Well, I've been like a crazy person because, um, you know, when you're at work every day and then um, there's things at home, jobs that don't get done, don't they? So I think I've been retired six weeks, and in the four weeks, I've decorated three bedrooms, <laughs> took the carpets up, dumped the old wardrobes. I've been going back and forward to skip like, uh, they think I'm casing the joint. But, you know, it's just been, um, I don't know. And it's sort of so different mm. now to what it were before. Do you want to know what the differences are now? Yeah, that's just, the next question. Yeah, just to explain about how you've kind of coped through those differences as well. Um, I, I think, like the three main differences, um, like the the routine of it. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're at work, you're getting up and getting ready. It's never really been like work, work, like a job. Do you know what I mean? It's been a calling. It's been much more than that. But it's, you know, getting ready and going to work and that. And then when you're not doing that, um, I don't know if this is because I'm getting older. I wake up in the morning and I think, what day is it today? (laughs) (laughs) You have to think, um, what did I do yesterday? Oh, yeah, of course. That's how it is. And so the routine changes, you know. Um, And the other thing the responsibility of it, you know, because you've had the responsibility over these years, then that changes and you're handing that over to somebody else and you're trusting that these other people are going to carry on where you left off, you know, because, like, this was a God-given thing to me and that's that was me, that's where I belonged, you know what I mean? And I'm just praying that they'll carry this on. Um... And then the other thing, of course, is the financial side of it. Because, like, I'm old age pensioner now, you see, so I'm, I'm like, got a bus pass and all these sorts of things. So that changes because you're not getting that money. So all that changes, doesn't it? But even so, all the time, the verse that's there is, I know the plans I have for you. And, um, you know, looking into the future, I don't know what's going to happen, do I? But I'm trusting God because he knows and it's all in his hands, isn't it? And I've gone back as a volunteer anyway. (laughs) Can't get away, can you? Can't help myself. No. Glennis, been absolutely fantastic. I love the point that you've made there about trusting in God that he knows our ways and knows our paths. Let's uh, let's thank uh, Glennis for for what she shared. Um, and last but definitely uh, not least, we've got Rob and Gail joining us on the stage. Let's welcome them. Um, so guys, as I've said with the, uh, the other two, could you just introduce a bit about yourself for those who don't know you very well? Yes, I'm uh, Robert. Uh, this is my wife, Gail. We have known each other since we were teenagers. Um, we met in Boston Street Church, as Glennis mentioned. Um, we've been married 40 years this year. Wow. Um, and it hasn't seemed like 40 years, Jared. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
It's, it's been a, a good time. We've got three children. We've got uh, Adam, Andrew and Abby. And they are now all married. Two grandchildren. Wow. Uh, which is good. Um, I work in a, a can-making factory. So uh, uh, many years ago, they used to just make um, pet food tins, but now they've branched out into other areas. They make human food tins, which is a lot cleaner, um, aerosol tins, and um, so I've been there nearly 32 years. So that, that's been good. That's not been changing. And Gail is the manager at uh, the project at Elkerson, and uh, that's been good, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Great, uh, fantastic. So um, many of you may may not know, but actually uh, Rob and Gail have, over the last kind of uh, few years have, have had quite a, a bit of a trial and, and kind of a diff- difficult period. Would you just kind of just talk us through what's happened, you know, starting from, from the beginning, really? Okay. Um, it's probably a little over two and a half years ago. I felt that I, I had some issue in my life, I, some problem. I went to the doctor. I didn't tell Gail, which, you know, that's one of the things. If you can regret anything, I do regret that. But I didn't tell her. And the doctor examined me, and he said I'd got an enlarged prostate. Um, then I needed to t- have blood tests, and I did have prostate cancer, which was diagnosed after... A, um, a biopsy. Um, it it does hit you. Um, probably more as the time went on. Initially, it was a, a, a massive shock. Um, don't know what was I going to say. What was I going to say? Oh, good now. Yes, I I do go to the hospital. Every initially three monthly. Now I go six monthly because everything is uh, perfect. Um, they couldn't wish for anything better for me. You know, all the readings that they ever get, I'm like a model patient. <laughs> That's amazing, that we are obviously putting that down to God. We have you know people praying for us all the time. Um, we have you know, lots of support in that, the leadership of the church, and I know many people are really praying all the time but I mean that couldn't be any better yeah so you know obviously it's a it's a big change and it's you talked about it about uh, being quite a big shock but how have you kind of both coped throughout this experience because it can be quite difficult (laughs) well I think um I don't like going closer (laughs) I think God does um go before you I do believe that and I think he sets a way um and uh, at the same time that Robert was feeling ill and he didn't tell me, um, I felt very strongly about doing a small group. And um, it's out of character because I didn't really want to do it. And so I spent a little time talking to the Lord about it. And um, I asked Jill if she'd do it with me. Um, and we started a small group. Um, and it would have been... We, we were negotiating actually doing the small group in the time that Robert was getting diagnosed and um, we do a a ladies lunch where we sit around the table 
uh, have lunch together and we share. And when I started it up, I, my intention was for me to uh, give to these people, <laughs> you know. But I do believe that God set that up um, in order to help me, um, you know, because when literally we'd set the date that we were going to start it and Robert got diagnosed and, um, you know, a few people said, why not leave it? Why not not do it? Um, but we didn't want and don't want his diagnosis to be what defines us, yeah, you know. Sure. So we decided to carry on. I decided to carry on. Um, and there have been a massive support to me, really. Um, and this last year, um, I suppose I've struggled more this year with fear. So we have talked a lot about fear in the small group and there's two ladies that don't actually come to the church in the small group you know but we've really bonded together I think um you know and it's been a big negotiation this year big change um you really have to rely on God you really have to rely on I call them anchors you know and so you just have to rely on those anchors and I I do a, a prayer journal um, that's how I do my devotional time I do it in a prayer journal so when I have difficult times I go back to my prayer journals and and re-look at it um and it reminds me if I'm having a difficult time because God doesn't change I think that is definite God doesn't change and when we are struggling it's because we've stopped looking at him you know it's usually me if I if I look back at my journal I remember uh, I have to focus on God. I have to look at God. I have to rely on him. You know, we've got good family support. We've got really good um, uh, small group support and church support, you know, and I think that's how we we handle it differently. I think I'm more emotional um, about things, and my nature is that I plan and look ahead, um, and I've had to ask God to help me with that because, you know, it's not good to look ahead where Robert doesn't. And I think you, that's where you handle things a little bit differently, don't you? Yeah, I take each day as it comes. I'm, I think it's probably my nature, but maybe a God-given nature, that I don't dwell on things. Uh, it could be, you know, it could be devastating for you if you've, you know, if you've got the diagnosis that I've got. I don't know how long I might live. I know people that have got it or had it, and they've only had it like, in fact, one particular person, he didn't know he got it. His friend had it, and he went to the doctors because he was concerned, and he had it, but now, probably 18 months later, he's no longer with us. So it it, it can affect you like that. Um, Another reason, you know, we believe that God is in it as well, um, the, the cancer had spread to my rib cage and spine. So not in, I think they can't give you the treatment that they would like to give you had it not spread, uh, mainly the radiotherapy. But um, I was invited to go on to a trial called Stampede. And there are a number of arms of uh, treatment that are available. And... They tell us a computer generates where you, what kind of treatment you're going to get. Or well, one of the arms is just no treatment at all. But we were trusting that we would get the radiotherapy arm, and I did receive the radiotherapy. 
So I mean, uh, we just believe that that was uh, instigated by God. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, you know, just just very just uh, just to, to finish up, what have you both learned throughout this experience? As it says up there, on changing God in a changing world, we know we've been so, to church for many many years, and we've heard lots of things, but we we have uh, seen it many many times, but particularly now that. God doesn't change and he is with us. He's like guiding our steps. I think what um, what we've learnt really or what I've learnt is really that he's, God is faithful yeah. uh, and he is going to always be there for you even though you sometimes lose it a little bit. Um, he'll always bring you back. So I think that and I think I do think, you know, some people when they go through something like this... Um, they they blame God or they go away from God, um, but it's been the opposite for us really. Um, and you know, I always say that we have these anchors, is what I call them. Um, you know, and we have a strong marriage, we have great kids. <laughs> um, you know, and the small group and the church. You know, yeah. um, Robert doesn't like a lot of us, so in the initial beginning, we didn't want people to know and. Uh, I, I'm still amazed he can shock me by putting his ear <laughs> up here. But the leaders really prayed for him in private. You know, they, they would take him out into the office, you know, and um, the eldership would pray um, because that's how he wanted it. He didn't want it done, you know, at the front. He w- they would have had that if he wanted it. Um, but sometimes we come out of those prayer times and feel really, you know, I think once Robert said to me, uh, they can really pray, <laughs> you know, and um, we feel the support is there. They're not always, you know, knocking on your door and things, but we know they're there. Um, and I think that's what you have to learn, as well as as God being your anchor and God being, you know, to use the church as well. That's what yeah. we're here for. That's what we're all here for, um, is to support each other. Yeah. That's fantastic. Let's uh, thank uh, Rob and Gail. Let's go and take the seat. Great guys. Haven't they all been great? Uh, I don't know about you, but I've enjoyed listening to each story. Um, you know, I'm just going to pray for us just as, as we finish off. But before we get to that, there's just a verse I want to read for us. It's from Proverbs uh, 3, verses 5 to 6. It's uh, a theme that's come throughout all the three interviews. Uh, it's going to come up on the screen. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. You know, in all these different situations, we can be confused as to why these things are happening, or, you know, why is this happening to me, or, you know, why am I going this way? Why are these things uh, uh, unfolding before me? But, you know, in all these different things, we're not going to understand completely why these things happen. But we, one thing we can understand is that we have a God with us, a God who's for us, a God that never changes, uh, uh, and a God that's with us. Uh, so I'm just going to pray for us. If you'd just like to just bow your heads or close your eyes just in this, in this next moment.
you know, if you're uh, new here this morning, if, if you've never made that decision before and you've heard these guys talking about God this morning and, you know, we want to give you that opportunity to, to respond and to, uh, 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 to, to, to respond to God this morning. You know, if you're in, in, in a situation and, and, and you don't know God and you're, you're not a Christian, but you, would, you want to let God into your life and, uh, and you want to say, God, come into my situations and help me. If, if that's you this morning, I just want to pray for you. And I just ask you just while everyone's heads bowed, just to, to raise your hand in this place. Okay, if, if, if you're one of those people maybe this morning, you've, you've gone through some changes and you, know, you found it difficult to, to navigate through those things and you know, you've really been touched by this morning and you know, you're, you're in this process of trusting in God and, and, and God's just kind of uh, uh, taking you on this journey of trusting in him. You know, if, if you want to uh, uh, make a, a declaration this morning, a statement this morning and say, God, I want to put all my trust in you even all these changes and all these difficult things that's happening around me. I'd just love to pray for you this morning. If, if that's you this morning, I'd just in, encourage you just to raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. There's, there's, there's hands up in this place. Lord God, we thank you for, for who you are. God, we thank you that you are God that never changes. God, you're always there for us. You're there beside us. God, I pray, Lord, in all these situations that we find ourselves in, Lord, that we will just trust you with all of our heart. We wouldn't lean on our own understanding or try to work things out on our own. But, God, we would trust you. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you're there beside us. Uh, And, God, I pray you just help every single person in this place, Lord, through all these different changes, just to lean into you and to follow and trust you. In the name of Jesus, amen.